Hi, welcome to the shallow dive on the Dafyomi. I hope you enjoy. Six lines down from the bottom. Gufa. Amar of Yehuda Amarav. Kashos v'chaziz ma'arvin bahen. Both kashos and chaziz are eligible to make an eruv. So, what type of eruv are we talking about over here? It's actually a little bit controversial. Let's take a look, take a look at the Rambam to get a little background. Yeah. What we're talking about. Do you look at the, where do you find the, the Rambam? You look at the, the Mishpa, right? Yeah. So over here, you're not going to find it directly. Um, the closest Rambam you'll see is the next line, which is Perek Aleph, Aleph, which is important. We're going to get into that Rambam. But before we get into what type of foods are eligible for Eruv, we need to understand what type of Eruv we're trying to make over here. So, to just give us some background, it's probably good to get into the, the need for Eruv that we're talking about. So yeah, so taking a look at the very beginning of Hilfus Eruv in the Rambam, a courtyard that has a lot of neighbors. Each one has his own house. The halacha doraisa is, the dintara, is that it's all called Rishusa Yochid. It's all called the private domain. So you have individuals with their private homes. And they're all sharing a courtyard. And the courtyard is a shared property. They all own the courtyard. And they individually own their homes. But halachically, for the purposes of Rishuyos on Shabbos, there's no differentiation. They are identical. They're called the private domain. And biblically, it's permitted to move and transport from the house to another house, from the house to the, the courtyard. And similarly, the, the same halacha applies to a mavoi. A mavoi is an enclosed alleyway, at least on two sides. You have this alleyway. That has at the entryways of the alley lechi uh, akara, either a post or a, a crossbeam. Sheyu kol bnei amavoi mutarna talta bakulo. That all the people who own properties along the corridor of this alleyway are entitled to carry in this alleyway. Mechatseros lamavoi, amavechatseros. As well, it's permitted to carry from the courtyards into the alleyway, from the alleyway to the courtyard, courtyards. Shekol ha-mavui Again, this alleyway is identical halachically in terms of the domain. It's just like 
the chatseros, the courtyards, just like the individual homes. All these things, da'araisa, are rishus hayachid. V'chein hadin b'medino. And this is even true for a whole city. If the city is entirely enclosed by a gate or a wall that it has a minimum height of 10 tefachim, approximately 40 inches, as long as it has doors that are sealed, closed up at night, this entire city has the status, Doraisa, as Rishasayachit. Zehu Dintara. Samadoraisa, this whole enclosed city with the gates that close at night, are locked at night, the alleyways, the courtyards, the individual homes, they all have one status. Rishasayachit. The Ramam continues, Lacha Beis. Avamadibri Sofrim Oster Lishchen and Latautam Rishasayachit. Sheeshba Chaluka Bidurin. Midarabonon, there's a prohibition for neighbors to move from a private domain that has individual ownership and dwelling until all of the neighbors make an Eruv from Er Shabbos. An Eruv is a joining together that they become Mi'urav mixed together and the Eruv can take place on the level of Chatzar and the courtyard or the Mavoy the, 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 the alleyway or the Medina or on the city level and this enactment was done by King Solomon and his court Moving to Allah Dalad to understand the rationale for this Takana. Why did King Solomon. Sorry, what was that? Which chapter in Eruvin? Eruvin, Perak Aleph, Halacha Dalad. Why did King Solomon make this enactment? In order to avoid people making a mistake. The Yomru. What is the mistake they're going to make? Just like it's permitted to transport things from the courtyards to the streets in the city and its marketplaces, and to go back the other direction, take things back from the marketplace into the courtyards. So they would all, they would say in a similar vein, so they want to move in the other direction. Go take something from the edge of the, the entrance to the city, take it from the inside of the city, out to the fields outside the city, or to the, to the, uh, the other way, from the fields outside the city, into the city. And they'll think it's the same thing. Since these marketplaces and streets in the city are in general use for everybody, right? In, in a colloquial sense, you would say Rishus Rabim, even though halachically they're Rishus Hayachid, you'd say, just looking at it, Balbatish, this is a public place. 
Everybody's using the street. Everybody's using the market. So if I'm allowed to transport from the Chatzar to, the, to them, to these marketplaces, from the marketplace to the Chatzar, all within this enclosed city, which is a Rosh Hashayachid, so they'll make the mistake and say, I can also transport outside the city, in the fields outside the city, into the city, or from in the city out to the fields and to the deserts. And people will think that the chatzar alone, the courtyard, is called a rishus hayachid. And they would say there's no malacha entailed, no creative activity, it's not a biblical prohibition to transport from the chatzar to the market, which is correct in this case. And therefore, they're going to come to extend that and transfer in either direction from the market outside the city to the fields or the deserts, and or conversely, from the outside the city, the fields or deserts, into the city, which is the Rosh Hashayachid. So that's the risk. The risk is people blurring the lines between Rosh Hashayachid and Rosh Hashayachid and coming to think that you can carry from one to the other. The fikach in Allah he says, therefore, Therefore, King Solomon enacted that every private domain that has individual ownership or individual dwelling, and each person has a separate, distinct utilization within that domain. And then there's another aspect of this area, like a chatzar, where they all have the same utilization of it, a, a generic utilization. That's Yad Kulan Shavabo. Kigon Chatzar Labatim. So this is the, the distinction between the private homes and a chatzar, where there's a merged courtyard of a common area. In order to, to harden the lines between Rosh and Rosh Rabim, they created a, Shlomo Melch created a, a new status that there would be no heter, no, no permission to transport from the private individualized homes into the shared domain, even though Doraisa is all Rosh but they're creating a Karmelis, they're creating, turning the Chatzar, this courtyard, into a Rosh Hashanah Midorabonam. It's Ki'iluhi Rosh Hashanah this shared courtyard. V'nachshav kol mokom mokom she'ochaz ba, she'ochaz kol echa min ha'shchenim v'chelko la'atzmohu bilvad Rosh Hashanah And after the Takana, after this enactment, King Solomon in his court enacted, what remains of Rosh Hashayachit is a small shadow of its former self, which is just the private domain that people own individually. And he prohibited transporting from his private individualized domain to the shared courtyard. 
similar to the way that one cannot transport from a halachic private domain to a public domain. Each person can only carry in their own private subdivided domain until they make an Eruv. Even though really Doraisa is all a private domain. But in order to harden the lines and avoid this mistake of thinking that the Chatzar is the Rishus HaYachid, and then blurring the lines and thinking that, hey, Chatzar can carry everywhere from Chatzar to, to the Shuk, from the Shuk to the Chatzar, so I might as well also carry from the, inside the city gate to, to the fields outside the city, and vice versa. So the identity of Rishus HaYachid by this Takana is being pushed instead of to, from Chatzar being pushed to the individualized parcel that is, is owned and utilized uniquely by, by the individual, so that's per home, and treating the Chatzar, which is the shared domain, as a Rishus Rabim, until you make an Eruv. And once you make an Eruv, so then it go back, goes back to the Dintara. You have an Eruv here, now, you have a, now it goes back to the Dintara, which is all Rishus Hayachid. Continues around, Ma hu ha'eruv, I said, what is this eruv? Hu she's arvu b'machal echod. That they gather together with one food. Shemanichin also b'erv Shabbos. That they place there <coughs> from erv Shabbos, from Friday afternoon, or Friday. Kiloma, shikulano mu'uravim. That the statement being professed by the eruv is that the group of people that are sharing this courtyard, this common area, are declaring by the establishment of the Eruv, we are all together. We all have one food. We don't have any individualized sub-compartments or subdivision. We are all in this together. It becomes a, a commune. Okay? The Chatzar the is expanding. Right? So really, each guy has his own house, but the, the purpose of the Eruv is to say, no, no, you don't have your own house. Just like you guys share the common area of the courtyard, so we're expanding the commune to the individual homes. That's the, the process of Eruv. You do not have a subdivision where each one has his own separate individualized ownership from his friend. Just like each one of us has an equal hand, an equal access to this place, so too we each have an equal access to all of the individual homes in, that, that are entering into this courtyard. We are all one domain, one shared domain. Kumai says that lo yavo litos, and by doing this, they won't come to the error. To to make the error that, and think that it's permitted to transport from rishus ayochet to rishus harabim. And they, they until they have the eruv, so the rishus ayochet is construed 
as just the private domain, the Eruv makes it that they're foregoing the Rishus Hayachid, as it were, and making this commune, that the, the shared Chatzar is all of them. It's all one Rishus for all of them. So the individual homes are shrinking and, and the Chatzar is expanding, as it were, by the Eruv. Wait, wait, is it all talking about, actually, never mind. The Rambam doesn't hold it like Rashi, where it has to be 600,000. Correct. So, That's correct. So he, I mean, the reason, he, the reason at the beginning of these few, like, these few, uh, like, Paula said, was the reason it's an issue is you have a city, and it's all one, it's all considered one domain, technically, it's all private domain, it's the city, right? Yeah, in this city that's, that has walls around it and the, the gates are sealed at night, it has a status of a Rishus HaYachad, a private domain, Medaraisa. So Ramam continues in Al-Chazayin, Ha'eriv sha'osim b'nei This unified usage that is established by the Eruv of the individual members of the courtyard, one with the other, this is called Erev Chatzerus. And the Eruv process for the alleyway, the members of, of the alleyway, meaning they have a property that uh, is adjacent to the alleyway, or they're on a Chatzer that joins into an alleyway either way, they're, they're parties to this alleyway, or the members of the entire city. That has a status of shituf, it's called partnership. And there's, slightly there's a slight difference between the two. In Allah HaChas, he differentiates. Ein ma'arvin b'chatzerus, elu pas shlema bilvad. meaning the process of the individual homeowners seeding their unique domains, that requires a high threshold to achieve. He needs to use bread, and it needs to be shalim. It has to be a whole loaf. Afilukika mafesa vihiprusa ein ma'arvinba. Even if you have a huge slice, it's not good enough. It has to be a whole, a whole loaf. And the Gemara explains that if there are slices, it can lead to eva, and eva is a problem. If there is going to be some kind of infighting, well, that destroys the whole commune idea. Right? If they're all viewing this living arrangement as we are in one domain, a shared domain together, as though the chotzer, which is already a shared common area, expands to include the houses. So there can't be any division between them. No infighting. So you have to have whole loaves. As long as it has ke'iser, you could use this whole loaf for Eruv. Okay, which type of bread you can use. The process of joining together and partnering the members of the alleyway or the whole city does not require the same process of merging 
they're private domains, that just merely requires some food. To just generate a partnership, except for water, or salt by itself. Also, various types of uh, fungus, mushrooms, they're not like foods. Mix together salt and water to make a mix. That's okay. You can now make an air with that drink. So, by the Shitufe Mavos, one's actually working in Lachera. We, we, see, we see a different process over here. We don't have the expansion of a common area into the homes, right? When you have the Eruve Chatzeros, so the Eruv needs to be placed in one of the homes, needs to be a bias, and the same way that they have access, all the members of the courtyard have access to that home to get their food, so too they're declaring, we are all together, we're all one, everybody's access to everybody's home. That's, that requires a great degree of unity, and it must be placed in a home. But the sheet of Mavos, to, to just partner up in these alleyways, which is really a closer step to Roshus Arabim, in terms of the usage, the alleyway is leading into the main thoroughfare. So there, you just need to place the Eruv somewhere that is Nikr, the Rambam says, and it does not need to be in a home. It's, it seems to be working in another direction. It's just staking out, and I would say the opposite, an individual usage. L'cher, that's what's going on. So, so therefore, any food will do to, for, for the people to, to lay claim to this area, which is actually fully shared, this alleyway, by putting the Eruv in the Chatzar to to um, to to declare a sheet of mavos, so they're they're expanding their ability to utilize the mavui as their own private hub. They're, the people that are that are to it are going to to use it. They don't have to be one. They don't need one one kikar. They don't need one one loaf. There's no concern about eva. Lachera, it's working in the opposite direction, which is helpful, Lachera, conceptually, with what the Ramam is explaining, Shalom Elch is trying to achieve, to, to help a person avoid making the mistake of caring from the Mavwi or the Shuk to outside the city, to the Midbar or the, the Sadeh, or the other way around, to carry from the Midbar Sada outside the city into the Shuk or the Mavoy. So by making the Mavoy a, a private hub that he's placing his Eruv there, that the, the people that are shacked to the Mavoy are placing their, their food there, that they, they all are taking a private stake in it, so, so that's going to help harden the lines to, to give that a, a sharper sense of Rosh Hayochid to avoid... Uh, thinking that there's no problem of transferring from one to the other and, and 
by doing so, so the, once the Erev is made, then it is permitted to carry within the whole city. Right, that, that's, uh, that's the Takona that he made. I'll go upon him. What's Mavli? A Mavli, Mavli. Is, a, is an alleyway. So that's a place that the, you have homes that could be adjacent to an alleyway uh, or courtyards, both, that eventually the Mavli leads typically to a broader thoroughfare, or Shusarabim, unless it's an enclosed city, then it, then it would be still a Shusayachid. So, what are we talking about, about over here? So the Ramam says we're talking about not Erube Chatzeros, but Shitufe Mavos. Talking about the process of Mishatif the Mavos, uh, joining, uh, taking a stake in this alleyway, that the, the, the members of the alleyway, the people that have properties that are adjacent to this alleyway, are now taking a stake to say that I'm having something, uh, 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 some of my, my food is there, and I'm taking a stake in it, I'm using it privately. That's the Eruv for the Mavoy, sheet of Mavos, Mavos, and that can be done with any food. It doesn't require this, uh, the, the merging in the same way that Eruv Chatseris requires. It's a lower threshold of what's necessary. We don't have a problem of evil. We're working in the opposite direction, is what it would seem, at least in Dasarama. So that, that's what we're discussing over here today. We're talking about the Shitufe Mavos, the, the process of taking a, a partnership within the Mavoi to stake out a usage in this alleyway. And if you take a look at the Ravid in Allah Aleph, he disagrees with the Ramam. He says, All the foods can join together for the, the measure of Shituf. I don't agree with that. It says, no, this, this sugya, our sugya, according to the Ravid, is discussing Eruvet Chumen. Eruvet Chumen is a different type of Eruv. Eruvet Chumen is the process of setting your center of gravity as it was for Shabbos. On Shabbos, besides carrying, throw down your, your backpack, throw, you know, we're not carrying anymore, we're just talking about walking. How far can you walk on Shabbos? So, the whole city, if it's Rosh Hashayachid, is considered like Dalaramas. But, Barring that, you have a shear of tchum, after which point you can't walk. So, and what they say, 2,000 amos, which is really longer as the crow flies, you have, you have a bigger shear, but the idea of tchum is how far you can walk based on your center that you started at on Shabbos. So if a person wants to walk, a certain distance, and they can't get that far if they are, are starting at their current center, what they could do, Erev Shabbos, is move their center in one direction or the other 
to give them more room on one side. Of course, it doesn't come for free. It comes at the expense of less room on the other side. So they have the same total area that they can traverse on Shabbos, but they can just move the center and give them more, more area to walk in on one direction, even though they will, they will only be able to walk less in the other direction. So the Ravid says that's what our is talking about. We need to, how much, uh, what foods are we talking about, how much to set one's center of gravity, as it were, for Eruvet Chumen. Okay, so Machlokas Ram and Ravid, what we're talking about. Okay, so that's the Eruv, what Eruv we're talking about. What are the foods here? Koshus and Chaziz. So if you take a look back on Chavches and Aleph, Rashi says, Koshus is homelin, which on Hagos Fitzionim, in the Osvahadar uh, edition, it says, Semach mitpas amishamish lasias shechar, a type of vine that is used for the making of beer, which is, I think, called hops in English. The type of vine that's used for the making of beer. So, can one use cautious hops for an A roof? So, apparently, young shoots of hops can be prepared like asparagus. So, apparently, they're edible. What about chaziz? Rashi says, An chafchas maralev. Shachas shel what's called wheatgrass. Kishu yerek vigozin so people take it while it's still green, they trim it and eat it. Some people make juice out of it. Okay, so these things, cautious v'chaziz, hops and wheatgrass, or I should say very young hops, this, to be edible. Ma'arvin bohen, you can make an Eruv out of them. And the blessing of consuming them is Kashus Bekamo. How how much does a person need to make an Eruv? How, how many hops are these young shoots of the hops are necessary in order to, to make an Eruv? Kedomar of Yechiel Kemole Ayad. A handful. So chaziz, for the wheatgrass, the requirement is a bit more. Rashi says, we're discussing everything here. Rashi says, Kashos bekama havile mozen beiz sudos. What is the shear that is necessary for two meals? That's everything we're discussing is trying to figure out for two meals. Uzilta, Rashi says, is a gudas yerek shekarchen ha'ikarim, that the, a, a farmer's pack, it's larger than a handful. To, to get enough wheatgrass for two meals, we need a larger amount. Amrav chilkia bartovya arvin bikalyo. Rashi says, Kalyo is Kelach shall Esev the Kashika eats. A stalk 
of some herb and it's very hard, it's woody. The, the Rashba quotes Rashi. There's a little bit of a different gear than Rashi than we have. He says that it's shall crove. Kulia, Pirish Rashi's out. Kalach shall crove. Which is a little bit more descriptive than just what our Girsa Rashi says, shall asev. But Kashaka eight. So according to the Rashba's Girsa and Rashi, it means the stalk of a cruciferous vegetable. Krov can be used for different things, but Lachara he means over here Brussels sprouts, which grow on a stalk. It's quite woody. And apparently, if it's cooked long enough, those are edible too. Okay. The the Gemara asks, "Bekulia salkadaytoch." You could use the stock. Ela beyarko dekalia. So I'm not sure how Rashi is going to interpret the difference between the havmina maskana, but beyarko dekalia is the green of the shoot, of the stock. It could mean when it's very young. Perhaps that's what Rashi will understand it to mean. When you have a very young stalk of the Brussels sprout, when it's green, so, so that's when it's edible. And that would be shayach. It'd be eligible to make two meals out of it. According to Rabbeinu Hananel, we're talking about something else. Rabbeinu Hananel says, that the the ashes of these burnt um, uh, herbs are mixed into so, uh, to to make soap. in order to in order to remove stains. And they're edible. So what, whatever this herb is, once it's already made into ashes, of course it's not edible. And that's what the Gemara says, that obviously you're not going to use the kalia, the ashes of kalia, but if you use the, the green actual herbs before they're burnt up to turn into soap, then you could have that for a meal. Wait, why, well, why are we having this discussion? Didn't you say that anything that's edible you can use, basically? Or was it a shatuf? Shatuf, right? Yes, shatuf and correct. So, yes, we are discussing different foods and how much of those foods. So there's a debate about what the Gemara is, is discussing. Is it discussing, like Rashi is saying, at least according to the Rashba's Gears and Rashi, the stalks of the Brussels sprouts, only when it's green, which sounds like young and, and probably softer. And the way Rabbeinu Hanan I was learning is talking about a type of herb that is burnt and made into soap, the ashes made into soap, but that herb is edible if it's not burnt. So, so they are agreeing, everybody's agreeing on the, the general picture here is 
we're trying to figure out the, you know, what's edible and how much of it. Uh, that's the, what exactly is the Gemara discussing as a machlokas. So, how much of these herbs do you need to eat to count as a meal? Right, so that's the Gemara's next question. The kamo, a handful. A handful of this would be enough for two meals. Rabbi Yermia Nofak Likiriosov Bo Minei Maula Arevipulin Lachim. So Rabbi Yermia went out, Rashi says, Likiriosov Kfarim Liros Bitwa. So he went out to the villages to check out his grain, see how it's doing. And they asked him, Are you allowed to make an Eruv with fresh pulin, fresh uh, legumes, fresh beans? Lahavi Yadi says, I don't know. Didn't have it in his hands. He also obeyed Midrasha when he came back to the base Medrash. Amrulay, Hachi Amar Rabbianai. They told him in the base Medrash, in the name of Rabbianai, Ma'arvabulilachim. Yes, you may make an Eruv with these fresh beans. Vikamo, and how many do you need for the two meals? Amrabihil, Kemole Hayad. Enough to ha- fill the hand. Omar Rav Amnuna, me'arvin batradim chayim. Rav Amnuna says, one can make an eruv with raw beets. Uh, I'm not sure, we seem to be using beets, uh, trodin, synonymously with silka. I don't know if there's any differentiation over here, but the Gemara does seem to use them essentially as interchangeably. Aini, the Gemara asks a cash on this. Really, you can you can make an eruv with raw beets. Va'amar of Chista silka chaya kotel gavra chaya. Raw beets will kill a healthy man. So, obviously, you can't make an eruv out of something that's poisonous. If it'll kill somebody, it's not his food, right? So, but you see that the Lush and Silka is being used interchangeably with Tradin. I, I don't know, perhaps it, it is referring to different parts of it, but the Gemara does seem to understand it as, as not subject to a Yishuv of, of different parts. It seems to be understanding that it's all, at least some aspect of the beat. Gemara answers, Rashi explains, When it's parboiled, not fully cooked, that's when it, it can kill a person. Ikad Amri, an alternative version. Amar Ravnuna, ein ma'arvin betradin chayim. Starting off, Ravnuna says the opposite. Not that you could be ma'arv betradin chayim, but you cannot be ma'arv betradin chayim. No eruv with raw beets. Da'am Ravchista, silka chayim kadogaru chayim. Because Ravchista taught that raw beets will kill a healthy person. Hey, I saw people eating raw beets and they don't die. That's because it was partially cooked. A cooked dish made out of beets is good for the heart. Nice for the heart, good for the eyes, and all the more so for the gut. Amr Abaye, 
והוא דיוסיף הביתה פיפאווית תוך תוך. רש"י explains that this is when it's sitting, הביתה בקירה, מוקם שיבס גדרה, it's sitting, simmering on the pot, ואווית תוך תוך, מבושל יופי, it's cooked very well. It's tamik kulo, it's all cooked and dried out, עד שנימוח, until it's falling apart. כשרוצה דומה כמשמיע כל זה תוך תוך. And it makes a sound, like a, תוך תוך is a sound that it makes when it is cooking at this level, when it's starting to dry out, and you hear the, the slight popping sound of these drying cooked beets. So very well cooked. Like popcorn? Uh, well, popcorn is very dry. It sounds like it's starting to dry out, but I don't think it means that dry. I think it, it, it just means um, like really, really cooked till it starts to dry out and fall apart. But I mean, maybe it's like popcorn. I don't know. But it's, it sounds like it's, uh, it still has some lechluchis, but... That's, that's my conjecture. Omar Rava. Hareini keben azai b'shuket veria. Rava said, Behold, I am like ben azai in the, market of, the markets of Tveria. Okay, it's not that Rava is having a uh, multiple personality disorder over here, but he's feeling good. Let's see Rashi. Hareini ki ben Azai b'shuket veria. Yoma b'dicha havalei l'rova. Rova is having an excellent day. He's, he's having a really fun day. V'omar l'hu talmidov, and he said to his students, Hashta tzilei datai. My mind is clear. Now my mind is clear. V'areini mezuman l'hoshiv b'charifos. And I'm ready to answer. Just bring it. Ask me your questions. I'll answer sharply. Whoever asks me a question, just, just go for it. Like Ben that he would give drushes in the marketplace of Tveria. And there's nobody in his days that, that could uproot mountains like him, literally uproot mountains, but it, it means in terms of the Koach Adrash that he was unsurpassed. So Rabbi saying, today, I'm feeling good, feeling like Ben Azai. So ask away. Ben Azai said, all of the sages of Israel before me are like the, the peel of garlic, which is not particularly valuable. Right, what do you do with garlic peels? Well, compost, right? So you know, like potatoes? What was that? Sorry, I didn't hear you. Not tapuchin. Where are you? Oh, I thought you said, it says, it says, it says, Amar Rabba Azai, he's the shuk, Tiberia, Oh, yeah, we didn't get to that Gemara yet. I'm reading Rashi still. I'm reading Rashi. Oh, sorry. 
And Ben Azai would say, all of the sages of Israel are like the peel of garlic. He gave COVID to one sage of Israel, that bald guy over there. The bald guy over there. Okay, so who is the bald guy? Good question, good question. Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva, hey, how'd you know that? Ben Karka. Yeah, how do you know that? It's Thomas called Ben Karka, right? Yeah, you're right, you're right. So, if you take a look at the Gemara and Shabbos, Daf Kufnunam and Aleph, it says, Rabbi Yeshua ben Karachahi, Yeish Mefarish says Tosfos, the Rabbi Kiva Kare Karacha, the Rabbi Kiva is called Karacha. Yeah? Rabbi Kiva or Rabbi Yeshua? The Rabbi Kiva is called Karacha. Shaya Karech, he was bald. Kitatanya Perek Basr de Becheres. Amar ben Azai, Kochach Misrael, Domlofon, Kiklipas Ashum, Chutzm de Karech Hazet. The Ben Azai said about Rabbi Kiva, all the other sage of his, sages of Israel, they're like this, the peels of garlic, except for that baldy over there. And, and he said this was Rabbi Kiva. And he had a son named Yoshua. Rabbi Kiva had a son. Yes. You find, Rabbi Kiva had a son named Yoshua. So Rabbi Where Shua, are you reading that? I'm reading Tosfos, Taf Kuf Nun, Amar Aleph, in Shabbos. So if he's trying to get oh, back to the oh. why is he talking to that bald guy? Yeah, you see, Ben Azai is, is also in, uh, in a bit of a joking mood over here, right? So Ravo is also having, B'tichusa is having a, a, a fun day. He's also making jokes. Okay. Wait, wait, which page is that? What was that? Where in Shabbat? Daf Kuf Nun Amar Aleph. Kuf Nun. Kuf Nun Amar Aleph. Kuf Nun Amar Aleph. One fifty A. So Tosus continues. Although the Rishonim that say it is talking about Rabbi Yishuv and Karcho, is is the uh, identity. Karcha is Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Natam doesn't like it. They ain't near Rabbi Natam. The mashikaru ben Azel Rabbi Akiva kareach. Bebdichusa be'alma. He's making a crack. Ain't lekrosa kain kol shah. We shouldn't call him that all the time. Yeah, meaning ben Azel one time. While he's giving him COVID, saying he's the, the wisest sage of Israel, he makes a crack also, that bald guy over there. But Rabbeinu Tam says it doesn't make sense that for posterity, in every circumstance, we'll call Rabbi Kiva the bald one. <laughs> Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcha, everywhere he's called Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcha, and we're referring to Rabbi Kiva always as the bald one. Rabbeinu Tam says, give me a break. You're not allowed to call someone by Chinui anyway. You're not allowed to call someone by a nickname, even if, even if they like it, right? I don't know so, if they like it. Why not? Why not? If they like it. I don't think Rabbi 
Yeah, that's a good question. That meaning Rabbeinu Tam. Rabbeinu Tam sounds like he does say Lashin Knusu. It is a it is a diss. He is disparaging Rabbi Kiva, but it's it's a curveball. He's disparaging him at the same time that he's praising him. He's saying all the other sages. He's just disparaging them straight out. They're like the garlic peels. Rabbi Kiva, that bald guy, he's really chasha. So, you know, he's busy, he's busy dishing it out. Ben Azai. So one time, you know, Rabbi Natham says, I can understand, I can forgive such a thing that Ben Azai is in this kind of wisecrack mood and he calls Rabbi Kiva the bald one. But to, to always refer to Rabbi Shoban Karcha all over the place, Son of the bald. If, that, if that's going on Rabbi Kiva, it's not nice. Ain lonely crosso cane kol shah, So he brings rise to that. That's the question. That's the question. Yeah. So so. Who was Ben Karpa according to Rabbi So he says. After a whole long paratosis, which I see you want to get to the answer. The low Rabbi Kiva Haya. Surprise. It was not Rabbi Kiva. Not like the other Rishonim say it was Rabbi Kiva. Rashi. The low Rabbi Kiva Haya. Ella Inish Achrina Haya. Somebody else. Who? Inish Achrina Haya. Shishmo Karcha. His name was Karcha. That was the guy's name. You don't like it? Blame his parents. Vikarcha <laughs> Hushem Adam. It's a name. Kemo Karach. You know, you ever heard of the guy Karach? Karach? Ben Yitzhak, right? There's, there's, there's a guy named Karach. So, <laughs> so it's his name. It's not a, it's not a diss. It's his name. Vinolad Harabek, other Mibshuv, and Oshabi Akiv, and that helps him for the other Gemara. Bracha, Vachatiyama. Fine, okay. So he has a Teretz. The guy's so name was Karach. So who is, so who is, um, what's next that That's Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva. That's Rabbi Kiva. I'm just making a joke out of it. But Rabbi Shubin Karcha is son of that guy whose name is Karcha, like we have a name, Karach, as a name. Right? You know, you have uh, Charlemagne's grandson. His, his name is Charles the Bald. Now, it sounds like they're not making fun of him. I mean, even though his name is Charles, his name wasn't Karach. But for some reason... Okay, that was his name, that was his name. Uh, that's, uh, doesn't sound like they're trying to make fun of him. But, uh... Is, is, is Shabbos, okay? Shabbos 150A. That's right, 150A. I'll go upon it. It does sound like, according to the, the Rabbeinu Tam, that it's a shtickle hat there. He doesn't, he doesn't, uh, attack this one off. He, he, even though it's a gnos, it's, it's somewhat surprising. It is a gnos. That Benazai said that he's dissing Rabbi Kiva at the same time that he's being Meshabeachim, and that he lets slide. It doesn't sound like it's the Isser of Mechana Shemachavero, that uh, it's a terrible thing. It sounds like just, just a one off is not the problem. The problem is that that's what he's calling him, as, a, as like you said, a nickname. That's the problem. What do you say about him calling all the rest of Chachmei Israel? Yeah. What do you say about that? What? What do you say about that? 
Well, it's not it's not worse than garbage. He's just saying, in the in the relative value of the scholarship, he's saying that he doesn't feel that they're they measure up compared to him. I don't know that they would argue. I don't know if they would argue. That's 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 goof for what the, what Rav is saying over here. Rav is saying, I'm on top of the world today, guys. You can ask me as though I was Ben Azai in the Shuk of Tveria, meaning he was unsurpassed, except for maybe that bald guy over there. But except for that, right? He was, you know. The top of the world. So he was just describing that in a, a col- colorful way. But Mistama, they were Makis Makomo. Mr. Makomo, they would recognize that he was taka greater than them. So why Dafka in Shukhi I don't know why Dafka would give there. That's presumably where he hung out. Okay. That was where he was hanging out. So that's uh, it's a good place to find an Olam to, to give a share to. Yeah. Okay. So, Rava is giving the challenge. Ask. Okay, so somebody decides. I'll, I'll take my, uh, my opportunity over here. He says to Rava, the Rava, How many apples are needed for an Eruv? Rava said back, what, you can make an error with apples? What's this question over here? Can you make an error with apples? Why not? Why not? Why not? What's Rava's problem? You have a problem? You have all these funky foods over here using the the, uh, stalks of uh, uh, of these uh, Brussels sprouts and you have wheatgrass Young hops, the hop vines, very unusual things that are borderline foods. Yes, hadama, no hadama. I mean, apples? What's wrong with apples? Yeah, what's the shila? What's the shila? And I was like, what, you can make, can make air of apples? So, this is what Machlokas are showing him over here, what, what is going on. So if you take a look, Natosus Arash. He brings down. Chimavim tapuchin teima. Vechi lo yadarava the nikhem bekesef meiser. Matamatumas ochlin doch gomor nenu. Doesn't Rava know that you could use meiser sheni money to buy apples, and it's shach tumas ochlin. It's just plain food. It's fully food. Apples are food. What is the problem? Rabbi doesn't know that. Pliatsuma. So he has one terrace. Vishema batapuchim shalyar airi. Maybe we're talking about some type of unusual apples. Maybe they're crab apples or some crab, some, some non standard apples. So then the question is how, how much real apples does it take to make an arrow? Well, the, the the question is what what is the question? That's that's what the Gemara is trying to figure out. What is the question? And you know, it's it's not so poshish. The the way the Rashba says it is is pretty straightforward. And and why not? Right. 
So he quotes the Tzitzim Mitzvah Rebbe Seinah Tzafatim. Teshema Tapuchim Shemlam Hayu Midbarius. That's what we saw over here. Yar, Midbarius, some type of desert apples, some strange apples that don't taste so good. Are they food? Are they not food? Okay, it's, it's, a, it's definitely a dochik. It's a ve'en ruin kishalono. Obviously, our apples, that's why we have a question. Apples are food. This is Pasha. So, hmm? What? Are these apples less food than the fruits we were talking about before? The hops and the... That's the kasha. What do you mean? Exactly. Well, maybe. Maybe that was the question. Are these desert apples edible at all? So what he asked, how much? Well, the, the Shoah is assuming that they're food. It's not less than the stock of, Why of uh, food Brussels sprouts. Food. You thought you could eat those in a pinch. That's 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 one one mahalach. Mixtas Rabbeinu Tzarfatim. Some of them. And Ritva quotes that in the name of Tosus, right? And that's this first teretz in Tosus Arash. Shema the Tapuchim Shal Yar. Same idea as Midbaras. It's a certain type of apple and borderline food. Tosarash adds an important Nakuda. He says these type of tapuchim uh, yar, these type of fruits, uh, apples that grow in the in the forest, forest apples, they're not edible right away. They have to sit in the house until they mellow out and lose their bitterness. So they're the type of apples that they become bitter. They, they, when they're picked, they're very bitter. You don't need to cook them. Just as is, they're edible, but you have to wait. to let them sit and have the bitterness dissipate. That's one terence. Let's see the Rashba's teretz. He doesn't like that teretz, understandably. He says, The Gemara just says tapuchim. It says apples. So, yeah, we're not... You know, to tell me that we're talking about these strange, hard-to-eat apples that, that are bitter until you let them sit out, I mean, you should tell me. It's, it's an unusual apple. Let the Gemara tell me that. That should have been the question. Right? Instead of saying, right, the Rash was speaking out this question, like you said, once we're talking about a, a quasi-food that's, that's bitter to start and then becomes edible if you let it sit in the house, so the question should have been, not how much, but can you? That's the first question. And the fact that Gemara just says, Tapuch and Bekamo, so it doesn't sound like we're talking about unusual apples, and it sounds like we're taking as a given they're edible. So he rejects this Pirish of Mixos HaTzarfatim. Venerally, Rashba has a different Mahalach. The Rava's opinion was only foods that people can make for a meal. Or it's as a spread to eat with the meal. So 
That's the idea the Rashba is suggesting. That Rava holds it needs to either be a pseudo or left as a pass. So, so he doesn't agree with the Brussels sprouts? No, he'll agree with that. People have that as a meal or they eat that with their bread. You have these Brussels sprout stocks. Yeah, you could have that for your meal. No, people also eat apples as a meal? So he says, okay. They come for dessert. People have apples for dessert. Okay. That's not for the meal. But the conclusion of the Gemara is, the, the Rashba is giving us a heads up, by the way, even though Rava said he's on top of the world, well, that's what, that's what he's saying. Unlike what Rava thought, you, are made, you do make an Erev with these apples, regular apples. They're definitely way better than mushrooms. People only have mushrooms once in a while. They're not a standard food. So... The Rashba says those are not really Muslim because they don't come typically as a regular food. But uh, apples, just because they're dessert, doesn't mean that they're not a significant food. That's the Rashba's terrets. Could you, could you summarize what the argument was here again? The argument three. between the Chachmet Sarfas, Miktas Chachmet Sarfas, and the Rashba. Sure. So according to Miktas Chachmet Sarfas, they understand the Gemara when it says, the question being posed to Rava, how many apples do you need to make an Eruv? But the question is, how many of these desert apples or, or unusual bitter apples, as Tosas Rush explains, that only become edible with time after they're picked, they're sitting in the house, how many of them are needed to make an Eruv? And Rava says, before you ask how many, can you make an Eruv of them? They're not really regular food. That's the shakla according to Mektas Chachme Hazarfatim. According to the Rashba, he says, no, we're talking about regular apples, and if they were talking about these unusual apples, they should have told us, and the question should have been less presumptive. Instead of saying, how many, can you make an Eruv with them, would have been a more appropriate question. So instead, the Rashba says, what is the question? Regular apples that you do not have for your meal. You have it for dessert. Can you make an Eruv with that? That's the way the Rashba understands the question. And Rava, says the Rashba, held, no, you may not, because it's not the Iker Suda, and it's not left as a pass, according to the Rashba in his explanation of Rava. But we don't pass him like Rava, because dessert is a very significant part of the meal, and you can make an Eruv with dessert, no problem. That's the Maskana, according to the Rashba. Wait, who's the other commentary you said he was arguing with the Rashba? Mitzas Chachmet Sarfas quoted as one of the opinions in Tosus Harash, as well as in the Ritva. Oh, in the, in the, in the back of the Gemara, in the Rush. It's in Tosus Harash. I have it as a separate book. Maybe I have it in the back of the Gemara. Could be. Then another Teretz is brought in Tosus by us. Another Teretz. It's the end of Tosus Chavzayin and Abayz, if you want to look. It's also in Tosus Harash, over here. Another terrace. Inami. You remember that I told you Rava was making jokes, he's having a very grand day. Right? That's not unlike him. Right? Rava always posach with a joke. He, and he began his shir with a joke. So he says, Inami. This is just a, a joke. He was pranking him. He, he didn't mean it. Right? When he said, what? 
You think you can make an air with apples? <laughs> He's just pranking him. Of course you make an air with apples. <laughs> Rubba knows that. You think Rubba didn't know that? <laughs> He's just making a joke. He was trying to sharpen this, this Talmud to make him to think. What? Whoa. Why wouldn't I be? Maybe think about the Rashford's terrace. <laughs> Maybe he's talking about these type of apples. Try and come up with what is Rava talking about. Okay. But really, Rava knows, according to this terrace, full well that you can make an air with apples. And it's just the Chedude, just to, to sharpen this Talmud who's asking that he's responding in such a funny way. That's another terrace. So we have three Mahalchem over here. Okay. So what, what is the answer? How many apples does it, does it take to make an Eruv for the Shitufe Mavos? Or according to the Raivir, for Tchumen? Yeah. Velo? What? You can't? You can't make an Eruv with, with apples? That's not. We have a Mishnah. All foods are add together to passel the body, to make it tome and ineligible for eating bitaro with in the amount of chatsi pras, half a pras. Rashi says, Livsalaskavia Im Ochal Ochlin Tamein. Somebody ate food that's tame. Even though the food doesn't make a person become tame, ritually impure, by touch, if he eats from this impure food the amount of half of a pras, Rashi learns that's two beitzim, unlike the Raman that says it's a beitzim and a half. Nifsal gufo Then his body becomes ineligible, if he's a Kohen, from eating truma. Because he's Tommy now. Kitnan Pirkin, come on. Chatsi, Chatsio, Livsul, Esagvia. Chatsio, Hainu Pras, Loshen Prusa. The word Pras itself means half. Vechatsi, Chatsio, half of a half. Hainu Chatsi Pras is half of a Pras, which again Rashi says is two Beitzim, and the Ramam learns is a Beitzim and a half. Okay. Ube Mozon, Shtesu Udos, Le'eruv. So kola ochlin, amitzdarif, all these types of foods that are tame, amitzdarif. Once you hit chatsi pras, if they are consumed, and for mazon of sudos leeruv, all the ochlin amitzdarif. So you see, all the different foods can add together, apples or foods. Okebeitzel tame tumas ochlin, ahamay tiyuvta, ilemishum diktani kola ochlin. So now, now we're trying to understand exactly what the proof is. How are we trying to prove from this Mishnah that apples are included? So, if you say the question is because the Mishnah... Uh, you stated there that when I quite learned it was a joke you were asking that. Well, it, it was a joke that he was asking that he was saying that that uh, can you make an Eruv with apples? And now the Gemara is bringing a proof that you can. But that's, we still need to understand. So what is the proof that you can? That's what Gemara is working on now. How do you see from this Mishnah that you can have apples, mitzdarif, 
for for the ochlin, the the food for two meals of the eruv. But according to Pina, it's a joke. Like, how does he reconcile that? I mean, that, that he knew he knew it, it it added together. But he was trying to get the guy to come up, bring a raya. So let him come up with this mishnah. Let him come and try and figure right. it out. But not that he asked it as a serious question. That he thought that it wasn't feasible, or that he could not use apples for eruv. If it's because the Mishnah says all the foods, and apples are types of food, we shouldn't use that as a kasha because you can't derive things from the general rules, even when it's taught, except for. So we should be hesitant to ask this as a kasha. Maybe tapuchin are excluded for some reason, even though they're a food. So, the fact that that the apples are subject to tumas ochlin. That we should we should bring as a raya. And once they're subject to Tumas Ochlin, so Lakhira, that's that's a raya that there are foods, that if it's metame, so it should also be eligible for Eruv. Rashi says Elamishum Datani Eruv Dumia de Tumas Ochlin, Damashma Kol Shumatama Tumas Ochlin, Yeshbo Mosanshi Sudas, Hosli Eruv. Apples are subject to tumma. Bottom line, how many apples are needed to make the Eruv? A kav. There's Chofdal and Beitzin, 24 Beitzin. Nice large bag of apples for two meals. Okay, so before continuing, it's, it's not so poshid. The, the Gemara's hesitant to just learn straight that apples are a food uh, because we can't learn for, from a, a klal, from a general rule, ain't limited in a close, we should have the same question on the seifa. It's a, it's a little bit of a dochik that the Gemara seems to, to only be selectively applying that, that warning. And the Rashba asked that question. As it's... Here's a lotion of Rashba. I feel in an Eruv... Sorry, what was that? What's the dope? The Gemara is, is, not, is trying to figure out what is our proof from this Mishnah that apples are in. Apples are a food. So, from the fact that it says all foods, so we're, we're not running to say that includes apples, but from the fact that apples are metame, we're taking that as a given, so we're getting through the back door. That apples are matame and they're a food, they're not excluded from tuma, so therefore they should be eligible for eruv. Because they're matame, tumas ochlin, these apples, so therefore they should be eligible for eruv. I'm sorry, the Gemara earlier says that these bad dates do have Tumas Ochlin and cannot be used for an Eruv. 
You have other things, and we find that you can have a food that's a low-grade food, it's enough of a food to be subject to ritual impurity, and it's still not enough of a food to be eligible to make an Eruv. So in fact, the Rashba, what, what's, what are you, why are you happy at the end of the day? L'chera, it's, it's also subject to exceptions. And in theory, the fact that we know apples are metame should not be a proof that it's a food for Eruv. V'yeish li lomar. Rashba says, I have a teretz. Dehocha kol ha'ochel kama. All foods are discussed. Kilomar, it means to say, we're talking about that which is eligible to be eaten as it is. So, okay, I'm not really sure how 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 his teretz helps us so much. It's still meaning what are you proving from the Mishnah, from the Mishnah itself? You're just making an assumption, Lachera. You're assuming it's talking about food, but I don't. I don't see the. Uh, the I don't fully understand what the Rashba is gaining. The the kasha is a strong kasha. What is what is answering Lachera's nister from the Mishnah? Lachera, kol ochal kama. Kilomar mashu roy achshav lechal And therefore. He's saying, when it says tapuchim, so tapuchim are subject to tum and, and ochlim. Akopanim, however the Gemara is, is getting through this, the Gemara is satisfied that apples are a food for Eruv, not just for tumah, and the shear is a calf. That's how many apples are necessary. To make the Eruv. So, we have all of these different amounts for various fruit, f- foods. What are we talking about? Rashi says, Ani. We're talking about the tithe to the poor. Harbe. He's doling it out. He's giving it to poor people coming to his field. He cannot give less than this amount of each, pro, each aspect of produce that he's got. He can't give less than this. So if he has tavlin in his field, so... He, get, he has to give an uchla to each ani. If he has yerek, he has to give a litra to each ani. If he has egozim, he has to give ten of them to each ani. If he has uh, a farsikim, he has to give five of them to each ani. Rimonim, two, estrog, one. So if you've got an estrog, um, an orchard, he can give one estrog per ani for his miser ani. And that's, that's considered enough. Depending on what he's got, He's got to give them a substantial amount. And depending on what it is, so a different amount is considered substantial. Is it, is it for like a, not for a meal? 
Like the nine gives that's enough for a small meal for each. Like so that's that, enough they would have to you know, survive on for a meal. That's a good question. Rashi says, Less than this is not called an asina. He's supposed to give to the Ani a chosh of an asina, a substantial gift. Doesn't say a meal per se, but it does say an asina, a gift. How does the Ramam phrase it? Take a look in Hilchus Matnasaniyim, Tergvav, Alokhazayim, Balasada Sha'avra Lov Aniyim, Vahilo Sham Meiser Ani, Nosen Kol Ani, Sha'avra Lov Mina Meiser Kite Sovo. So he says more clearly, enough for him to be satiated. So that, that's more explicit. The Ramam is learning that the Nesina that must be given for each poor person when he's giving out the tithe to the poor has to be enough to give them satiation, each one. Shanamar? Yeah, what? That satiation for benching too? I mean... Good question. Could be. Could be. I mean, it depends on what it is, right? According to the Bahag and Echanami, Shiva Saminim, you'll have a din of, of uh, benching Doraisa and Echanami. But other things, Lacharanat. I mean... A person is not going to eat lacher, uh, tavlin, whatever is included in tavlin. Lacher is not going to eat that by itself, al him to satiation, but as part of a meal. But yesh la'ayin, the Ramam doesn't mention tavlin, which is a, a big mystery over here. The Ramam doesn't mention tavlin. Well, let's say that I goes in, for example. Ten goes in, ten nuts. So, I mean, I don't know which type of nuts he's talking about. But is there a din to, to bench on ten knots? I don't know. I haven't seen anybody suggest that that would be included in Vilhalta Vizvat Veirachto. The, the closest I have is Rabbeinu Manoach. In the beginning of Echus Brochus says, Chamesh Yisaminim So And similar things. So Lachera, he's going to include at the very least rice, which is a grain. To cause satiation and require benching daraisa, okay, you can make a brain of fashas, but it's a chiv daraisa, the chalt of zato veirachto. But I don't know anybody that says it would include something like nuts. But enachanami, maybe, maybe. It's it's it's, uh, it's a, possib- a possible way of understanding it. Um, although it could be, it just means with bread. That this is the an, the appropriate amount to have with bread to be to be satiated in a meal. But the the raya the Ram brings is the achlu b'shavrecha saveo. And then how much is kadei savo? How much is enough for satiation? The kama says the Ram next halacha. Im minachitim, if it's from wheat. No, son is giving out wheat. Lo yifchos mechatzikav, not less than half a cup. If it's from barley, that he's giving out, he has to give twice as much barley, a whole cap, 24 bits. From kusmin, a cap and a half. From dried figs, then he has to give not less than a cap to each on it. From the, the date cake. The weight, not less than 25 sela. Not less than half a lug. 
If it's vegetables, he has to give 35, the weight of 35 dinner, which is litra. If it's chruvin, so the, uh, what do you call chruvin? It's the uh, carob. So then it, then it needs a huge amount, three kav. Minagozim, asara, ten nuts. Minafarsik and chamisha, five peaches. Minarimonim, shtaim, two pomegranates. Esrog, echad, one esrog. Imnosan lo, misha peros, other fruits. Lo yivichas mekdei, sheim karam, vikach bedmeim, mozen, shtei seudos. And here we have a similarity to the din eruv, which is the amount of two seudos. He says, for any other fruits, it's the amount that if you sell those fruits, you could buy with that money the food for two meals. So that's what the Ramam is saying. Now what, what that means for apples is, is a very good question. Right? The Ramam doesn't mention right, what, what's the shear for here. If somebody has an apple orchard, right? If he's giving Meiser Ani, how much Meiser Ani from apples does he need to give? Well, I don't know what the apple market is, but he needs to give each ani, each pauper, enough apples that they could sell those apples and buy two meals worth. That's Kadei Tzavah. This is in Hilchus Matnusaniyim, Perg Vav But notice here, the Ram does not mention Tavlin at all. And the, the Radvaz asks this question. He says... Where's the Lashon Redvaz? He says, uh, where is it? Here. Halchi isa sham Yerushalmi, kiloshon Rabbeinu, elo di'ika hasam kula tavlin. Ve'efshar, she'ishmita Rabbeinu, l'fishu sover she'ein maizer noag betavlin. Maybe the Ramam doesn't mention tavlin here, because he thinks there's no meiser on tavlin. Mitzorachim. Not sure. Why is the Ramam omit tavlin over here? Unclear. Right over by us, by us it says uchla tav, tavlin, litra yerek, sorry gozen v'chulu. And in in the din, when you look at it, the Ramam doesn't mention uchla tavlin. By Meiser Ani. So as a kasha, why not? The Omar Gursik Bardari Mishmei Derav Menashe Bar Shigvuli Shigvuli Mishmei Derav In the name of Rav V'chein Le'eruv This Mishnah we just said about or actually this is uh, a Brisa I take back this is a Brisa that we just said, Rav says that the same metrics apply for Eruv. Right? However many fruits are needed to be given to the poor, for this, the tithe of the poor, that's how much needs to be set aside to make the Eruv for Shitov Mavos. Vehani Nami Lehavu 
He had Farsakin. So the Gemara wants to know, why did we say that for apples, you need a whole calf? Why don't we just say, Rashi says, Tizki B'chamisha, say five apples. Just like peaches, five are enough. Say apples, five should be enough. Gemara answers, Hani chashiv v'hani lo chashiv. You know, apples are not so chashiv, but peaches are very chashiv. And therefore, five peaches, but, yeah, but you need, for apples, the, a, a much larger amount, a cap. Amar Rav Yosef, Mare. Rav Yosef is not happy with this answer. He says, may God have mercy on his soul. Rav Menashe bar Shegubli, He's not happy with what he said. He's not, he's not pleased with his inter- interpretation of Rava. I'll explain this teaching of Rav on the Mishnah. And he's saying it on the Brisa. Meaning what Rav said, is actually a statement that should be appendaged to a Mishnah, not to this Brisa. Ditnan. This is a Mishnah that Rav Yosef says is the appropriate place to make Rav's comment. So what's the Mishnah say? So how much do you need to give the poor person in the, if, if the owner of the field is handing out for Maiser Ani? to the poor people that are there. So the Tanakhama says Chatzikav Chitin and a Kav of Sarin. Reb Meir says Chatzikav Sarin V'Kav V'Chatzik Kusmin V'Kav Grogros Omone Develo Reb Kiva Omer Pras So Reb Kiva says not a Mone of Develo but half. Vechati Logyayin, Tanakama holds half a Logyayin, Rabikiva Omer Revius. Rabikiva is again saying half the amount. Revius Shemen, Rabikiva Omer Shminis. Rabikiva requires only an eighth of a, of a log, not a Revius of a log, for oil. What about all the other fruits? How much needs to be given for Maiser Ani? Omer Abosho. Enough, depending on what the fruit is, there's different market values, but if they're sold at the market price, that can be purchased with them two meals worth. What kind of two meals is that? It's a good question, presumably of bread, as I would suspect, yes. On this, says Rav Yosef, Rav said his statement, and similar... Similarly, is the din for Eruv. That, that the portion for Eruv is two sudos, like what other peras are, uh, whatever the fruits are that weren't specifically mentioned, enough to purchase two meals worth. That's the shear for Manasanian of, of Svia. That's the shear also for making an Arab.
The Gemara asks, Why is Rav Yosef's statement appendaging Rav's statement onto the Mishnah so much better than Rav Menashe Bar Shegubli's statement appendaging Rav's statement to the Brisa? Why is it better? If you say it's because in the statement of the Brisa are mentioned Tavlin, so it sounds like there are some spices over here, the Tavlin and they're not eaten as food by themselves. In the Mishnah, we also have things that are not normally eaten by themselves. We mentioned in the Mishnah wheat and barley. So that shouldn't be the reason to say when Rav says that he's talking about the Mishnah as opposed to the Brisa. Both Mishnah and Brisa have things that are non-straight food items. Rather, the reason why Rav Yosef is confident that Rav's statement really belongs after the Brisa, not after the Mishnah, is because he says, Rav says, how much wine is necessary to make an Eruv? Half of a log. So, from the fact that he says you need this much, so where is he coming from? Where, where does Rav come from to say that the shear for wine to make an Eruv is Chatzilog to Raviyasin? So that can be based on the, the Mishnah, not the Brice, the Mishnah talks about such a shear of Yain, in the Tanakama. So Shmamino, Enachanami. Rav Yosef Lecher is correct. The Gemara is concluding with Rav Yosef that Rav's statement was said on the heels of the Mishnah, and that's where he gets this shear for how much wine is needed for an Eruv as well. Now, Lecher, it's a little bit schwer. When the Gemara says, Umay ulme dahaimehach, and the Gemara first says that they're equivalent because the Brisa mentions Tavlin, whereas the Mishnah, the Gemara says, and Tavlin are not eaten by themselves, and therefore maybe you would think that, that because the Brisa mentions Tavlin, that's why it's not an appropriate location for Rav's statement, the Chayin Le'eruv. The Gemara says, no, that's not a good, not, not a good proof for Rav Yosef, because Chitin and Sa'erin. Chitin and Sa'erin as well are part of the Mishnah, and that's, that is not food. So, in terms of how the Raman Paskins, the Raman does mention in Perak Aleph, Halachir Aleph, Uchla Tavlin. He does mention this shear for Tavlin. So, Lachar Tzorach Bir, as much as he's requiring food, so the Raman considers these Tavlin to be considered food. 
So how does he understand the Gemara's question? The Gemara is asking a question that it's, it's, doesn't seem to fit with the statement because it mentions Tavlin in the Brisa. But the Ramam says the Tavlin does is subject to Eruvin. That's that's the shear necessary to make an Eruv for the, the sheets of Mavos. So it's a, it's a bit schwer to understand the Ramam. And the next question, when the Gemara says chitin and sa'irin are also not foods, so the Ramam says earlier in Allah Yud, kol ochel shunachal kamoshehu kigon pas u minei dogon ubasar chai in ishat bo shi ura mazen It doesn't require food in the normal manner, manner of eating. It just has to be edible. If it's eaten that way, like bread, or types of grain. Types of grain, l'cher, he means fresh uh, wheat berries or, or, or barley kernels. Mistoma, that's what he means. Mine doga. even raw meat. If somebody made nishtat uh, to make a sheet of mavoi, so it works. Shir is enough for two meals. So the Rambam is, is mentioning both as bidyevid foods. And my Kevis Mishnah is only on this. And, and he says, he, he wants to push that, that, uh, that perhaps the Rambam doesn't require that it be um, full ochlin. But alkopanim lechera, it, it means it's it's barely food is good enough, even if it's not the normal way of eating it. Normally, that's not what you do with raw meat. Normally, you cook it. Normally, you'll take these wheat kernels or the wheat berries and, and the barley kernels, and you'll process them to to make them the way you want to normally eat them. But if you do it and make an air of that way, so the amount of making two meals worth from it as it is, and and the the ochla tavlin also. If you're having a meal with these tavlin, so this uh, small measure of of tavlin, as she says, it's a shminis of a log, an eighth of a log. That much tavlin is enough to, to make your meal out of, with other th- things presumably. And and that's uh, even though it's not really a standard food. So. It could be that the, when the Gemara is, according to my Kevin's submission, when the Gemara is asking at this stage that this is not really so compatible with Rav, each one is lacking something that doesn't really fit because it's not so edible. So, Lemaisa both are edible enough that, that they're mentioned by the Rambam as, as being Shaykh to Achila for Erevin. In Halakha Yudhi, says Neidogon. And in Allah Hiralaf he mentions the Ukhla Tavlin. Al Kopanim the Gemara concludes that in accord with Rav Yosef, that Rav's statement was said after after the Mishnah, not after the Brisa, and the shear for for uh, apples is is a uh, a kav.
The share of apples is a calf. Uh, is the is the first teretz rejected or not rejected? Right, the first teretz we said, according to Rav Menashe Bar Shigubli, was that that Afarsikin war chashivi, and the tapuchin are not chashivi. So is that is that nifsak or not nifsak? What does the Ramam say? The Ramam says tapuchin kav tapuchin. It doesn't. It doesn't say why. It doesn't say why. It could be that it just has to do with what they're sold for. At the, at the end of the day, it, it could be that the the chashivi and, and uh, what's called chashivi, not chashivi. I don't. I don't know if they're actually arguing. I don't know, but but the Ramam does say shear. He gives a shear of of cap, which is interesting. Because in theory he could have said the shear of selling it to get Mosnashte Saudos. Which unless you learn that is a calf is a little bit schwer. Because the Gemara seems to be concluding that Rav Yosef is correct and Rav's statement is going after the Mishnah and what what uh, Gursig Badar Mishmed Rav Bar Shiguvli said was not on target. That's that's the simple understanding of the Gemara. Yet the Ramam is paskining that the amount for for apples is a cap. So Lachera, I, mean, I don't know if it's if it's correct, but it it could be compatible with this, the conclusion of our Gemara that Rav Yosef is correct. Ah, it doesn't say that the apples is the amount of what it takes to sell the apples to buy two meals. Okay, it, it could be that it's, it's because that is the amount. If you, if you have a calf of apples, what is the chashivus of apples is, is such that a calf of them is what it takes to, to sell to make, to make two meals. I don't know. Gufa. Oh, let's see. Before that, sorry. Amar mar. In order to have the food to make two meals worth, to generate this eruv for sheet of mavos, to be able to carry in the alleyway. Rav Yosef thought to say that you need one meal from one type of food and another meal from another type of food minimally, meaning you could have both meals from one type of food, but not less than a whole meal per food item. That's what he thought. No, even if it's divided into smaller portions, you can mix and match different types of foods as long as together it adds up to two meals worth. Gufa, Amar Rav Ma'arv Mishtei Revius Shal Rav said that you make an Eruv, as we saw before, that was the, the statement that Rav said, you make an, an Eruv from two Reviusin Shal Two, or half of a log of wine is enough to make an Eruv. Umi be'in and Do you really need that much? 
That Tanya, we have a bracelet. It's not that way. Rabbi Shimon ben Alazar Omer, Yain kedelecho bo, chomet kedel tabel bo. Wine enough to eat with it, and vinegar enough to use it as a dip. Olives and onions, enough to eat with them two meals. So it seems that the wine is a much smaller amount. Umar answers, Over there it's talking about cooked wine. And cooked wine is, in fact, not consumed as a drink in the same way. Rashi says, to use as a dip for his bread. That's what he's using cooked wine for. That's used as a spread or as a dip for his bread. But regular wine, drinking wine, you need enough to have enough wine to drink for two meals. How much wine do you need for two meals? Two reviasin. Two Kiddush cups worth of wine. So that's an answer. When Rav said half of a loaf, he's talking about non-cooked wine, which is wine for drinking. How much vinegar is needed to dip? So Rav Gidl says enough, enough vinegar to dip a meal made entirely of vegetables. Ikedamri amrav gidol amrav yere kanech kishtei sudos. An alternate version is that Rav Gidl, in the name of Rav, said the vegetable that needs to be eaten in the amount of two meals. Amamar zeisim ubetzalim kedelecho bahen mazn shtei sudos. That olives and onions need to be consumed enough to have two meals from it. And can you actually make an Eruv from onions? That Tanya we have a bright said to the contrary. Amar, Rabbi Shimon ben Lazar, Pamachas, Shavas Rabbi Meir, Be Ardisko, once Rabbi Meir spent Shabbos in the city Ardisko, Uba'odom echod lefanov, person came before him, Amar lo, Rabbi, Eravti bebetzalim, Litavien, I made an Eruv from onions, and I want to walk to Tevien. So I wanted to go from this city, Ardisco, to Tevien. And he, he tried to do so by setting up this Eruv in between with onions. Rabbi Meir says, sorry, you're stuck. You have Dal Amos the Shabbos where you are now. Your Eruv doesn't work. Lo Kasha. Ha be'olim. Ha be'mos. Kamar says, not a Kasha. That which Rabbi Meir says you can't make an Eruv with onions means with the, the stalks, but with the bulbs you can. Titania, ocha botzal, vehishkim, umes, en omrim, mimames. No need to ask the coroner. If somebody ate onion, got up and died, got up early and died, you don't have to ask, well, what did he die from? Meaning, the onion. Vamar Shmuel, lo shano elba olim. And Shmuel clarified that's only talking about from the stalks. Not the bulbs. Aval bemos lesanbo. If he ate onion bulbs, got up early and died, then you can call the coroner and ask, hey, what happened? Why did this guy die? And it's only from the stocks that we have no questions. 
Ba'alinami lo amran elo delo ibtil zirta. And the Gemara says even by the stocks, it's not talking about uh, a case where we didn't grow a zirta. Shelogod lo zeres. It didn't grow the length of a zeres. Avo ibtil zirta lesamba. But if it grew long enough, then we're not concerned even about the stocks. Her papa says it's only a problem if he didn't drink beer. Kisteyad says basre afterwards. So right after the onions, take a chaser of the beer. Corner of papa to make sure that you're safe. But if even after having these onion stalks, he had beer, no problem. Say you just taught a person should not eat onion because of the snake that is within it. What does that mean? Rashi says, It means the, the poison that is within the onion. Tosos says, after quoting Tosos, uh, quoting Rashi, he quotes Rabbi Nachnana. That the the core of the onion is called the snake of the onion. The machlokas, what is is it referring to the some type of sharp uh, venomous like component of the onion, or is it referring to the actual core of the onion? And there's a, a, a story, one time Rabbi Hanina did consume half of an onion and half of either the venom or the core of the onion. And he got sick, and he was close to death. And his friends prayed for him. And he got better. Because he was needed which is quite, quite serious, meaning it sounds like it was a, a flat-out miracle. And what, what do you mean? His friends, it must be pretty hush of a friends, right? We're talking about the friends of Rabbi Hanino. So what about even if you didn't need the Sha'a, uh, then not, it sounds like it was really, really serious, and it was an ace. But because his friends, who obviously were hush of, for him, and he was needed, so... It worked, and he was spared. What is this trying to prove? That the consumption of the nochash shavotal is very dangerous, not a food, and not to be used in an Eruv. Amar Rabbi Zeira, Amar Shmua, Sheikhar Ma'arvin Bo. So Rabbi Zeira says, in the name of Shmua, you can use beer to make an Eruv. Uposal esa mikvah, bishloshes lugin, and... If you have three log of beer and a mikvah that's missing three log, so then the 37, uh, or, or the, the memsa minus three log of me mikvah will become possible. Maskev la rav kano pshita. Isn't that obvious? Chima ben Why is beer any different than water that was mixed in with dye? 
Ditznan, Rabbi Yossi Omer, made Seva, Posel, and Esa Mikvah, Mishlosh, Lugin. And we have a Mishnah that, that dye water invalidates the Mikvah with the same volume of three log. Omri Hosam, Mai, Desava, Mikri. Hocha, Shikra, Ikri. I'll tell you the Chiddush. Over there it says water, uh, dye water, whereas over here it says beer. And maybe beer, which doesn't have the shame Mayim, would have a different shear. No, it, it is like water, even though it's, it's like Mayim Shuvin, even though it has a shame Shechra of beer. Ovekama Ma'arvin, and how much beer do you need to make an Eruv? Safar of Acha, Bereder of Yosef, Kamei, Der of Yosef, Lameimar, Betrain, Revia Shechra. Two Revisin of beer. Kiritnan, Hamotzi, Kadayain, Meziga, Sakos. The Mishnah says that one who takes out uh, barrels of wine. So, so how much is necessary to be chayev for hotzah? Kedem meziga sakos enough to mix the wine with water to make a a revius. Betaniyalok kedem meziga sakos yofet, and it was explained for a full kos. My kos yofet kos shel bracha, a full cup for kiddushka, or kos shel bracha. Amar of Nachman, Amar Rabba Baravua, Kosha Brocha, Sarshebo Rova Revius. Kadeshims again of Yaman al Revius. How much is that? A quarter of a Revius of the wine concentrate mixed in with water will yield with right, one, one part wine concentrate, three parts water, will yield a Revius of a log of wine. Ukidirava, the Amarava, Kolhamma de Lodori, Achatlos Maya, Lafhamro. Like what Rabbi said, all wine that does not have mixed into it one, one part wine to three parts water is not wine. Muktani Seifa, Mishak, Lamashkin, Birvias. And it says in the end of the Mishnah, all other liquids, how much is the shear to be high for Hotsa? Revias. Is a Revias a lot? Vechol Hashovchin, Birvias. And all the wastewater also is revius. So maybe, just like the ratio over there for hotza is a ratio of one to four, that a quarter of revius is enough to be high for hotza for the wine concentrate, but for the other liquids, presumably including beer, you need a full revius to be high for hotza. So maybe carry that equation further for Erevin and say that when, when if you need uh, two Revisin of Yayin to be to, to make an Eruv so for the for the beer you should you should say that you should need what would be the Cheshven you should need Two two log, two log of beer, to make an eruv. Gemara says, "Vilohi." No, it's snapshot. Hasam who debatsi Over there, it's because less than a revius is not chashiv. Avalacha lo, but by eruv, unlike hotza, where there's a minimum threshold of revius for other mashkin, but by eruv. You don't need that much. You don't need too log. Davide enshe the shasokasa b'tzafra, because people can drink in the morning 
This is a, a very uh, light meal, I guess. Just one cup of beer in the morning. Casa bifanya. And one in the evening, one cup of beer in the evening. Visam And that is adequate. That, that will keep them covered. So that's, you don't need to have four times that. Tamarim bikamo. How many dates are necessary to make this Eruv? Amr of Yosef, tamarim bikav. Need a calf of tamarim. Amr of Yosef, how do I know that? The Tanya Ochel Grogos Vishilim Tamarim Tavla Brocha. Somebody ate Grogros, dried figs, and he paid back Tamarim. What are you talking about? Rashi says Shel Truma Bishogig by accident. So it's Chayv to pay back. So if he pays back, instead of the figs, paying back dates, he gets a blessing. Tavla Brocha. Hechi Domi. What's the case? Ilam Lefid Domim. If it's just a straight financial compensation, so in what way does he deserve a blessing? He's just paid the exact value. Who cares in what produce he's paying back to the truma? It's the same value of a zuz. So, so no, really, he took a, he ate a measure of of grogros that was worth uh, one zuz, and he's paying that same measure of dates, which is worth four times as much, and that's why he gets a blessing. So you see from here, dates are better than figs. Or dried figs. No. Back towards the original way. Really, he ate a zoo's worth of these grogros of, of truma. And he's paying back the same value of a zuz. And our question, if so, he's paying back a zuz of tamarim, but it's still a zoo's worth. What is he deserving of a blessing for? He ate something that's a slow seller. People don't like dried figs that much. So even though the market price is a zuz, when he pays back in something that flies off the shelves, like dates, so that's tovel of bracha, even though it's the same monetary value of a zuz, but he's paying back in truma with something that's... Uh, more, uh, more of a liquid asset. So that's deserving of blessing. Shasisa. What is Shasisa? Rashi says, Michael Shaos Mikemach Koli. A food that is made from roasted flour. Shinisiavish, Batana, was dried in an oven. And honey is placed into the dish. So this Shasisa. Al Racha Bar Pinchos, Tre Gershushe Kisani. Actually, says Gershushe Tavadin, two spoonfuls. Amar Abaye Tre Bune de Pumbatiso. It's Bune Rashi says Midos, two measures of Pumbatiso. Amar Abaye Amra Li Aim. My nurse said to me, Hani Kasiani Malalibo. These are good for the heart. Umivatli 
Machshavto. Rashi says, Dago. They, they help as a, a way to, to cause any type of distress or fear to dissipate. So they're good, a good food. So Abai says that the nurse said that a person who has a weakness of the heart, he should take meat from the, the right leg of a ram. Rashi says, Tzifiyah Bakar, so you should take it into, uh, roast it in the uh, dung, the summer dung. V'i leka laisi suzgine de'aravto. If he doesn't have that, he should bring, Rashi says, kiss Michel some twigs from willow. V'nechavve, make from them coals, and roast that flesh with it and eat it. Yeah, I, I personally prefer to use the, uh, the aravos. That sounds like it's only second choice, according to Abaye. And what should he do afterwards? He should drink Yain mazug, some diluted wine. So that's that's uh, good heart medicine, according to Abaye.